0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Pin Binge Podcast. I'm sorry. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, I guess I'm just getting tongue-tied by all of the exciting things that we have to talk about today. Man, was Watchmen
1: fire. Bingers assemble! Yes, we're back again for another episode. Shoe be my man. Watchmen was great. See, I can't wait to talk about it because... Maybe we're just spoiled. Maybe I'm just gonna complain like a spoiled fan, but like I thought it was a great episode, but it didn't where every other episode gave you like a what moment this episode, and I guess it did, but it didn't feel like this episode gave you your holy shit.
0: It kind of did at the wrong time. Like for me, the what moment was, uh, we'll we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about all that. We'll We'll talk talk about about
0: that. That was a tease. Yeah,
1: no, I feel, but you. Anyway. I feel you. We'll getting all that and uh lat- next episode of season finale, I think we're going to try to get Kevin Barrios on from uh Bird Rights b- bringing our Pelicans basketball movie uh collection to to like a- to like another level cuz we had Jake, we had Schmidt, we've had No Lapels Reddit, so now we're going to get Kevin Barrios cuz he's a big Watchmen fan and I believe he's coming on next episode. But yeah, not only cool. that, got some DC stuff to talk. DC's looking good. We got some uh we got some good discussions this week. We're going to start doing our best of the decade conversation. Yeah. And we got We still got our Christmas movie conversation. And then we got a Star Wars thing. So, Shuby, we got a lot on the docket, brother. Whenever
0: you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, man. I'm ready to get started. There's some amazing trailers. And that's what we're going to start off with. So, let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with the one that I was told that I need to remember because it's not in the notes. The Boys. <laughs> and it's one of the better trailers too yeah I mean the boys is a show that any person who listens to this podcast knows that we're huge fans of I mean, the we, we, we talked about it them, won- yeah we talked about them on the show we we need to next time we need to align when we watch them better
1: yeah no we'll definitely do a better boy we, look ladies and gents this podcast is we're 60 something episodes in the main show is, like, 123, so in comparison, the show is still in its infancy stages, and we're still working out the kinks. We're getting better and better as we go along, and this this review schedule, we're finally getting a hang of it, so, like, it'll be better next time The Boys comes out, but it's also different because when a show drops everything at once, Schubert doesn't watch them all in the first night, and I do. Like, it's just, it's just that, like, so, yeah, you gotta figure some, that part out. Some
0: people gotta sleep. <laughs>
1: Look, no sleep for the week, brother. No sleep for the week. <laughs> but look. But, the
0: yeah, boys the boys, look- man. Somebody's skull got opened up.
1: Yeah, and okay, so in the trailer, we see a lot more Nightshade or whatever his name is. Night, uh, whoever he is. And then uh, we see, we know that they're casting nuke heroes. And from what my knowledge with reading, it seems like they're going to go not the Teenage Kick route, but the other Super Team route with, like, uh... It's like, I'm forgetting their names, but it's basically the Russian version of Superman who's kind of Shazam-esque. He's basically the Shazam anthology, and they've gender-bent. Uh, so they're going to have a woman player, which is super dope, and then they're going to have, uh, I believe, high-tech armor, and there's like a big storyline amongst that team, even though the boys kind of went their own route because we're dealing with Highlander Sun, but that's the other team we're going to be dealing with. We see Snowy era, so I can see them maybe going to Russia, I'm just super excited for the boys to come back in 2020. Like, I know I said Watchmen was my most anticipated show in 2019, but the Boys season two is looking like it's going to be my most anticipated show in 2020.
0: Yeah, well, the Boys was a smash. Like, you know, we'll talk about Golden Globes here later on, and it's not something that would be considered in that. But it's one of those shows that really just came came out of nowhere, really hit the scene. Like, Amazon has like I think a few core shows that really push the dial. It's like Fleabag. Mrs. May- Mrs. mazel and I would say the boys. Like I really think that it's a show that pre- pushes the needle for even more so than Jack Ryan. I think it really got a lot of audience, and especially when they re- picked it back up before the season even was put out. I'm pretty sure. Kind of the same thing that they're yeah. doing with Lord of the Rings. So I mean, I feel like they got a lot of confidence in what they're doing right now, and um, you know, they're rolling with it, man. I, I-, I think the show's great, and you know Jack Wade ended up being like a real big breakout star, of course. Uh
1: Carl Urban, man, revived... Carl the, urban is. We're in the, the urban
0: science. Hopes he gets some movies from this. I think he should, man. I I actually would re- th- really think Carl Urban would do well in Star Wars.
1: I I thought Carl Urban would have been a great Batman after seeing the boys. That's true.
0: Uh, I still true. think he could be a superhero, but I don't know uh, if I don't know if he should be now. Now that he's a superhero killer.
1: Yeah, I don't think he should be, but I would love to see him as a Jedi. That'd be awesome.
0: I think he could do that. Hmm. But anyway, um. What a, is there more we want to talk about? It was a really short, little yeah, teaser.
1: it's just it's just a teaser getting people excited for 2020. That's all.
0: For sure. Uh, but there were some big trailers that came out this week, man. It was a, it's been a really great week for trailers. Which one should we start off with first? I say let go... oldest, because
1: the one that dropped right after we dropped last episode, Black uh, okay. Widow. Okay,
0: Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow dropped like pretty much right after we dropped the episode, which pissed me off big time. It pissed me uh, off too
1: because like now that we got this new schedule the news kind of works out in our favor because nothing really drops early in the week. And when Marvel dropped that early in the week, I was like, what the hell are they doing? Like, that just messes up our sky. Like, come on, Disney. I know we don't yeah, show like, for you guys, but give us a break.
0: <laughs> what was really funny was when I was putting the notes together for this episode, I was like, wait, did we talk about Black Widow? That was like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And But no, we haven't. And I mean, I, when we compare it to the other trailer, we have to talk about Wonder Woman. I mean, I feel like it's... In a lot of ways, it's as uh, exciting as Wonder Woman. Like I think that this is really gonna be a different kind of movie for Marvel. I'm hoping. I mean, to me, it seems more like you're what Charlize Theron was, you know, or not Charlize Theron. She's uh in oh well, no, somehow. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde, because I was that's I, the other comparison I was thinking of. But uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. The ma- main complaint that she made a little while ago with the whole female led. Uh, action movie, this is what I feel like that is to a T and, and a really good one, too. I mean, this seems like uh, you know, a Mission Impossible kind yeah. of action film. Like, you this could... is really, I got really excited by this and I really loved, um, Dave, David Harbour's character, too. The her dad, yeah, it looked good. Well, I mean, I mean, he her dad figure, but he's not really her
1: dad because she didn't even know who her dad was. At oh, the fair in, enough. In, yeah, but. This I'm I'm okay. I have mixed reviews on this because love the trailer. Like love what they presented us. I'm super excited for this because I realized that like over the weekend on Twitter they talked about dad movies, and I realized that I my me and my girlfriend are talking like I'm the dad movie stand where it's like someone has to get shot. Someone has to shoot something, it has to be like a mission, it has to be some sort of crime element, or like gangster element, and then like if they show blood, kudos extra, but it doesn't have to, but if it doesn't show blood, you still have to have your violence. Dad movie, I realize I'm the king of the dad movies, that's my favorite genre, that's all I want to watch. And Black Widow falls under that category of a dad movie, but it's like, okay... And I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter. Shout out to the, to the person I had the conversation on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry I'm forgetting your name. I just got to pull up the tweets and I'll give you credit. But he was talking about how why, don't, why did they show Robert Downey Jr. In, like, in the IMDb thing? Why are they trying to hide that? And my thing was this movie has no stakes because we know she makes it out. We know Iron Man makes it out. Like The only thing this movie is setting up for the future is maybe that Taskmaster may come back. And I'm hoping that or he that does. Is-
0: Or that her sister may take up the mantle.
1: Yeah, and like, so it's like, what's the real purpose of this movie? If they don't have anything like this, I feel like it's kind of, I don't want to say disrespectful to Black Widow, but she should have been the first Marvel superhero movie. This shows me she should have been. And it's just like, damn, if you did this before Civil War, like after Civil War, I might have appreciated it more. Like, I just feel like there's no stakes there's only a couple things we're looking forward to see carry over. What's
0: the point of this movie, you know? But that's just me being negative, but from the, what the trailer well, shows me, well, it definitely probably, has to be Well, that's probably the argument that you could make, is like, you know, what's the point of this movie? Like, you know, if you stuck it in the middle of the, that MCU timeline, at that point, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of sentiment being sent to Black Widow at the time. It was kind of like, what is this character? And, you know, I feel like this is almost kind of the bright time to do it, because everyone's like, Oh man, Black Widow was the greatest. She made the ultimate sacrifice, and now we're getting to tell the story that we couldn't tell. It's almost like it's weird because this falls in the MCU's like timeline sort of deal, but like yeah. it, it, it to me, it, it almost seems like a tribute movie. Mm. It See, seems like that's a, right. I I could agree with that. Like it seems like a hey, you know, we messed up. We should have given Black Widow <laughs> a movie, and yeah. so we're going to do it, and it's going to be dope.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> That's that that's that stuff, man, cuz it's like they should have bended this, but like I'm not going to I'm not going to be negative. Like you said, we got it now and it looks cool. It gives me Bourne vibes, it gives me Mission Impossible vibes. Like it just looks like they combined the best spy, hitman movies and we're going to get something special. Yeah. So,
0: Scar and jo- I, had- I want to see Oh, go ahead. Oh, Scarjo's had a decade, man, you know, and I think yeah. she's going this is going to be a good way to ring in the next one. No, I agree and
1: I just hope that we see Taskmaster come back, whether it's in a Spider-Man film, whether it's in Falcon Winter Soldier season two. That's kind of where I hope he comes back the most in that season because he's basically the MCU's Deathstroke. Like he's the assassin that they hire. So I want to see him fight those type of heroes if he's.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the the sister who's going to take up the mantle also maybe appear in that Falcon Winter Soldier series.
1: I would like to see her become the new widow because there are multiple widows that we're going to see in this movie. So that means we could maybe get a new one. And it's people are speculating that Rachel Weiss is Taskmaster. I could believe it, but there are other males that were casted that we didn't see their faces. So it could be them, but if they gender-bent it would make sense.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, and at that point, I would think that she would have to be, because what else would you have Rachel Weisz Rachel be? Like, she's a big-time she, actress.
1: She <laughs> was, like, the mentor e so, like, it could be the big reveal, but a lot of people are predicting that, so it's something that, like, if it happens, it'll be like, yeah, we were right, but, like, I, Marvel never really does that, so, like, hopefully it's, it's something different, because I don't want it necessarily to be like, oh, all these YouTubers'
0: predictions were right, you know what I mean? That's fair. No, we don't. So, we, 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 we don't want all the YouTubers to get the predictions.
1: Yeah, no, it only comes to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> nah, we're just joking, YouTubers. We, we we like y'all. Don't even trip. But, uh, Shuber, yeah, man, that's all I got on Black Widow. Good movie. There's nothing really to speculate going forward with the MCU. Because, like I said, it's only either, like you said, her, uh, one of the sisters, one of the other widows who can maybe take up the mantle or seeing Taskmaster later down the line. Oh, Red yeah. Guardian was dope. But, like, I don't think we'll see him. Too much this is this is
0: basically that the movie for him yeah exactly um, but I, I think this is like a good role for david harbour i think he's gonna kill this
1: yeah i think he's gonna do a good job it looked like he had like super strength so he might have yeah. like the Steve roger serum but decent trailer man it got me more excited for black widow than i was got to give it yeah I'm, I'm it's
0: it's a must see for me now like i, yeah, I, no, I have to see that movie i'm with you um but let's talk about the other big female-led superhero movie, Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Okay. We're honest on this trailer. I was yes. honest when Titans Finale wasn't that great. I was honest when I didn't like certain Marvel stuff, Captain Marvel. I'm going to be honest now. That trailer wasn't all that, bro. Like it really wasn't. Like it wasn't it didn't blow my socks off.
0: Um it's almost like a what are we doing movie? Yeah, like like, I'm excited for it. What is, for, what is it. this? I'm excited for, but it didn't like
1: where everybody on the internet's like, "Oh yeah, this looks dope." Like, bring it on. Like, I'm still lukewarm. Like, I need to see the plot trailer because Maxwell Lord cool, but like, is he gonna fight? Like, he's not a fighting type villain. Steve, I still
0: don't understand I, how Chris we haven't Pine's even seen back. Cheetah in the costume.
1: And that's to me like, and I'm hearing rumors that she's actually like Cheetah, like. She transforms. The poster's just a MacGuffin. Like she's gonna transform. But like, when does she transform? Is it's like what you said with Joker. Is this gonna happen in the last thirty-five minutes of the movie where we're gonna have uh Kristen Wick being Kristen Wick for the first hour and some change, or is she gonna be cheetah like halfway through? That's something that I'm concerned about. But in terms of Wonder Woman, I love seeing her swing off of the lightning. I thought that was dope. I, yeah. I, I the armor looked dope, like the, everything a was. A lot of the fighting dope.
0: scenes look really great.
1: Yeah, like, everything with Gal Gadot looked dope. A lot of the Lasso stuff. Like, everything with her as Wonder Woman looked amazing. It's just everything I, else. I'm kind like, of
0: really interested in the, her dynamic with uh, Kristen Wig because, like, it seems like they have some sort of relationship beforehand. So I'm kind yeah. of interested to see what that's all about. Because that, that's also a red flag for me, too. Like, I'm just like, what is this, like, I don't understand. I really guess I need to look more into the lore of Wonder Woman. and was about Cheetah. To say-
1: that, I that just goes back don't understand.
0: Like, I just don't understand like what their dynamic is.
1: They're friends, like they're colleagues, and like, but she's jealous of Diana though, because like she she doesn't. But get But like, anything. does
0: she know that she's Cheetah?
1: Uh Does Diana figure it yeah. out? Yeah. At some point, she does. Uh, but not right away. Not right. Well, no, because she's not Cheetah. She's not gonna be Cheetah until she turns. Like, she like she's gonna have to either get like jealous of Diana for some like achievement, and then like.
0: Use or maybe the, she wants to get with Chris Pine.
1: Maybe that, and, and like, just change, like, she's going to have to do some experimentation on herself. Or, like, something with Maxwell Lord. Like, she'll go to him and be like, make me Wonder Woman, or make me something or like Or maybe
0: Maxwell L- Lord offers her or something.
1: something yeah, either way. Yeah.
0: like That's kind of what I see.
1: But in terms of the trailer, loved all the Wonder Woman shots. It's everything else. Like, love Pedro Pascal, but it's like, what's he doing? Oh, all yeah, like what's
0: Pedro Pascal
1: yeah, he's Maxwell Lord, and that's my question. Oh, yeah, questions that's right. My, I forgot that he was
0: Maxwell Lord.
1: My questions come from Maxwell Lord, Cheetah, and Chris Pine. Gal Gadot, I loved, but it's just all the other stuff surrounding this movie that I'm questioning, but it's Patty Jenkins. I don't think she's going to make a bad movie, so I- I'm excited for this. This is it, still my most anticipated superhero movie of next year, the, but the trailer just didn't blow my socks away.
0: The other thing I didn't like is it totally gave you that Stranger Things 3 thing where I was like, hey, look, it's the 80s.
1: Oh well, yeah. That's I mean, of course, because it's I mean, it's Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. They're they're leaning heavy into that.
0: Or and like, and uh, American Horror Story did the same thing. It was like the whole thing was like, oh, bright, 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 eighties, eighties, eighties. Like we get it, it's the eighties. Like. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's the film. Like you can't be mad at the theme because that's what they're going for. But I'm I'm just concerned about other stuff. You know, where did it seem like the
0: main setting was? I'm trying to remember. It's uh, it's all around America during the Cold War. Yeah, because I want to say they were in Miami at one point, huh?
1: It looked like it.
0: Yeah. Where, like, top was shining and whatnot. And once they were in the, uh, with the White House.
1: But yeah. I did, I did, like, the Maxwell Lords, kind of this Jordan Belford, like, I'm going to sell you a dream, like, of the 80s, big business type guy. So sure. So, it fit. I, I just need to see how, how it plays together. So, with,
0: uh, with Chris Pine's character, he's, he's going to be, like, when well, we saw that tweet where he's going to be, like, the Kenny.
1: Oh no! I th- I think he's a I I don't think he's a vision. I think he's really there, but I think he's not gonna be around by the end of the film.
0: That's what I'm saying. They're like, gonna kill him every every uh, Wonder Woman movie.
1: Oh, well, I don't think he's coming back after this. Mm. <laughs> uh, maybe who knows? though? But I I just feel like this is some sort of wish, some sort of
0: uh. What some beat- kind of magic thing?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's either Ares, her brother, like her younger brother, coming to like uh take up after her, the father of Aries, or this is some sort of Maxwell Lord is like, cause he's a mind control person. So maybe he like hacked, like she, he mind controlled Diana and make her really believe it's there, but it's not really there. Like Damn. not a vision, but like some real, like she's seeing this and she believes it there and it's going to be part of his bigger plot or like this. Yeah. Like you said, some magic wish fulfillment type stuff
0: it'd be interesting if it was magic because that would kind of start and you know bringing us into that element of the whole yeah. DC-verse.
1: True, so but I mean, uh, solid trailer, not as good as Black Widow's trailer, but solid.
0: Well, let's keep with the theme and talk about Mulan.
1: Oh, I, I didn't really like this trailer. Like, this is probably the trailer I like the least out of all the ones we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of really surprised they put out a trailer because I thought this was getting moved back and I thought they were doing a lot of stuff to this.
1: More reshots, and more reshoots, and they are. It's yeah. just Okay, so we. I like the about score. This. We talked about this before. My biggest complaint: how okay, you don't have Mushu, you don't have Shang, you don't have the songs. Is this still gonna work?
0: They put the song "Reflection" in it as like a. It's like it's going to be in the score. But you you get what I'm saying. Like it's not yeah. a musical. It's, well, it's not a musical. It doesn't it's need not to be a like musical.
1: A, but it's just like, if you're gonna lean on the action, lean on the action. Like I don't want a drama bit. Like. If you're going to drama base it, you should have just made it like the animated film. If you're going to lead on the historical accuracy, then go make it more action, make it more kung fu, make it more fighting. And it doesn't seem like it's that movie.
0: It kind of seems like it's trying to be a little bit of both. And, like, it's just not where I, I agree with what you're saying. It should have leaned into one or the other. Yeah,
1: like, if you're going to take the songs and all the, the cartoony stuff out, then let's do it for real. Don't just. Well, have I feel to like ask-
0: I'm not even going to recognize the storyline past her leaving her house.
1: Because it's different characters for, like, everything.
0: Well, it's different characters, and I feel like there's going to be different battles. And, like, even in the, the scene in the city, like, there's it was during witch. daytime. There's, like, like, a witch doing some shit. Where yeah, there's, it like, a witch. Much, yeah, I, it reminded me of uh, the Ronin movie
1: with uh, Keanu Reeves, like, how he fought the witch who turned into a dragon. Like, is she going to turn into a dragon? Like, like, it's just, like, so much extra shit when you had a... But I get it because the first one met criticism from the culture of China. And, like, if they're trying to appease that, I get it. But it's just like I don't know how well this movie's gonna hit.
0: Yeah, I feel like this was one that everyone was excited they were gonna try and do, but then the schematics of it all kind of just came, and and it was just a mess. Yeah, like, there's just there's just so much definitely. floating around this movie that had that had nothing to do with this movie that messed it up.
1: And the political stuff about the, the lead actress, like yo, if you have went look at the the tweet that Disney made about the trailer, and you just would have scrolled down. You know how Twitter is. It just got very heated at the bottom of that thread.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I was really surprised that they put out a trailer. I, no, I really me too. Was. But, they, I
1: mean, they have to at some point. Like, you know, they couldn't just, like, wait for forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought they would, may have ro- probably tried to roll it out with one of their movies. But mm-hmm. I guess they're not having one at the end of this. And Well, Star Wars. Oh, but that would have been... I, guess, I mean, I guess they could have.
1: But they're not trying to taint Star Wars with that.
0: Yeah, they're already like, you know, walking on eggshells with Star Wars. They're just like, Please let this be good. Yeah, Star Wars has its own
1: battle that it has to
0: deal with. Yeah. I was at you know, I'm I'm talking people off the ledge right now that uh, about Star Wars. Honestly. People on the ledge about what? They're just like, Well, I mean, like, I just don't understand. Like what you know uh, uh well, you know, we'll call out Ian. Ian was uh talk I was talking to Ian, Ian's like, Man, like I just don't understand, like with, with the Mandalorian, like they're not like, once this gets to the end, like, they're not really going to set up anything for Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, well, I mean, it's just two separate things.
1: Yeah. So, it's two different timelines.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the timelines, they, they blur. I mean, there's definitely, if Yoda, this baby Yoda survives, it would be alive during this movie. So and we don't know that he, like, might, well, he might, he my, might make an appearance. And I think he will make an appearance. I just don't think it's going to be an essential character. That's what I'm trying to tell people. I'm just yeah. like, it, I, he can be in the movie. He just doesn't have to be as essential as Ray.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, look, we still got time to go. Let's, let's hold off that judgment until we finish watching Mandalorian as well as Rise of Skywalker to see if it works. Because, like, we don't know if Baby Yoda is going to be there in season two. And if he is in season two, does he die? And see, like, there's just so many moving parts. Like you said, they're two different stories.
0: Yeah, and I also told him, you know, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before that the cop out that they could use is that Kylo killed him in the raid or whatever.
1: Exactly, and that's something that's possible. So
0: we just got to see are, which. Which I guess, you know, if, if he's aging so young, he would have been maybe like a youngling age yeah. by the, at that point. So
1: I think, yeah, even
0: is. like he he would probably. I think that he would be the equivalent to like a t- ten or twelve year old by the time of the Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yep, yeah, you no, know, I, feel you, but we're we're we died, divulged a little bit. Let's, we got no time left to die. Nice. Yo, that James Bond trailer looked good to me.
0: Yeah, it looked look pretty good. The one thing that pissed me off about it is it makes me re- realize that I need to go watch Spectre again.
1: Yo, that's the same thing I said. Yo, that's hilarious that we, because yeah, I was like, I don't really remember what happened with Blofeld. I need to go watch that whole little thread again. Like, yeah, why do I need to care about like what happened with Spectre? <laughs> well, it's it crap. Because Casino Royale they're barely all connected. To... Is Casino Royale connects to Skyfall, which connects or or Quantum. As- I forget
0: the order of those. Yeah, you, you Skyfall's the third one, but okay, yeah. Uh, Quantum. But yeah, As- man. But I mean, like, I feel like you could show someone Casino Royale and then show them Skyfall and not show them Quantum Solace and be like, oh yeah, 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 you get it. But yeah. like, I feel like I feel like that they're making some things more essential to. Or maybe they're just showing it in the trailer because, like, they can show Spectre stuff, like characters, because it's not like reveals.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's after. So I mean, like, and then you so you have Casino Royale, Quantum of Silence, uh, Skyfall, and then Spectre. They're all pretty tied, pretty related. Yeah, they're all leading up to Blofeld. So.
0: Whatever. But you know, I I enjoy. But I mean, like I, I do. I am interested in like the new 007 character. She's not a 00. She's not.
1: She's not 007. She's a 00. Like, and I, I, I was waiting to talk about this on the pod. Like everybody was like, "Oh, she black lady's new James Bond." I told everybody slow your freaking horses. Why would she be called the new James Bond in a James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, who's making so much money? He's the titular character. She's just another 00 agent. She might be 005, 006, whatever it is, she's just another agent in the agency. She's not the new James Bond.
0: And I oh, Okay, well I guess that all, people... that all got us mixed up because I mean like I even thought that it was because he retired that she took the number.
1: No, he's still 007 cuz you cuz you heard him say uh, we gotta go get our greatest asset, Double O Seven. <laughs>
0: Fair enough.
1: He, he, she's like a new Double She might be the replacement Double O Seven while he was on injury, but I don't think she, she's not the real. You know what I mean? She's not. She's not the real James Bond. Like, well,
0: she's I mean, just another agent. She's not. Yeah, but at the end of the day, she's, she's really only just like one of you know the side the side characters. characters. Yeah, exactly. She's not gonna have that much screen time anyway. Yeah, but I think that's gonna be that. That's gonna be a cool. It's gonna yeah, be it's gonna fun be to to watch them do that little sequence. And, and I feel like. Uh, what he's got? He's got some lady now. That's why I have to watch Spectre. That's why I'm, I'm so confused. Yeah,
1: that's his new, that's his lady. And then I, I wanted Anna De Armas to be his new lady, but she's holding guns, looking badass. And then they got uh, Rami oh, yeah, Malek
0: gonna kill it. Oh yeah, Rami Malik looked good, man.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I love that scar
0: stuff. And that that's little cool.
1: mask. Yeah, it looked it looked interesting. It's like ooh. So yeah, I'm excited for No Time Left to Die.
0: Look, pretty yeah, looking true. trailer.
1: Great-looking trailer. That, that That's like the Black Widow thing where the trailer sold me more than my ex... Like, I wasn't as excited until I saw that trailer.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we all had a lot of questions about it, and this, you know, makes it look a little bit more interesting. I'm just trying to remember, because I feel like I like Spectre and Quantum Silasus' trailers too, so we'll see. Yeah, we have to see, but uh what we got next? Free Guy.
1: I like this trailer a lot. Like, I did. And I'm not a big fan of the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds shtick, and it looks like he is... They mixed his shtick with
0: uh, Chris Pratt's thing from Lego, uh, from the Lego movie. Like he is pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much like live action Lego movie. That's a good. This movie, analogy. this movie looks like it looks
1: like it fused Lego movie and uh, what's that other movie? Um,
0: the Wreck-It movie Ralph? with
1: uh, no, no. Well, that takes parts of that, but more so, I was gonna say the new, the, the latest Spielberg movie that was oh, the uh, um, yeah. It looks like they fused. Lego, uh, Lego movie and Ready Player One, and that's what Free Guy is.
0: I can see that. Um, I think it's it looks really, really interesting, man. you know, they yeah. got I saw Stranger Things Joe Keery in there, man. Tycho Wattiti, Taika Wattiti's Waititi. Taika up in there. Jody Comer is like the one of the main people he's with.
1: Lil Ray Howard or Lil Ray, I forget his last name, Howry, the comedian. He's in oh, there, yeah. he was the top. So, nah, this is a good cast. I, I'm actually, like, out of all the trailers, I'm not going to say this movie's the most, I'm the most excited for, but this is the this is the trailer that sold me the most for the property, where I had no expectations. The Other movies I had expectations for, whether high or low. This one I had none, and this one, like, it's like, I'm going to go see Free Guy in theaters. Like, I'm not going to wait for Netflix. I'm going to actually pay money to see that.
0: Yeah, like, I think this is just one of those things that kind of gives us, like, a relief factor of, okay, there's going to be some other good movies besides the superhero movies in the the f- yeah. big franchise movies. And it's so, going mean, to a touch
1: of comedy to it. And, I, and I'm always looking for a good comedy.
0: Exactly. This is your good summer comedy. It's coming out July 3rd. You know, this, I, I'm, I think it's the perfect uh, release t- time for this kind of movie. It, it looks like it's going to be a real fun one, you know? No, I'm excited. So shout out
1: to Free Guy. I'm Ryan definitely- Reynolds
0: having pretty good. He's another guy that you could throw in there. He's had a pretty good decade. And this is a good way to start it.
1: Yeah, good for him. What we got
0: next? Uh, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: Ooh, you could, you could start us off with this one because you were really high on this.
0: Yeah, I thought this was really cool, man. It was a really, uh, it, it's, the, it's the right way to do one of these, like, remakes. You know, it doesn't, it, it wasn't forced. Like, I think what we had with, uh, what was the one with the, the women? Was it Ghostbusters?
1: Yeah, it was Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, okay, well, see, I feel like that, that one was forced and they tried to do the same thing just in a different way. Where this it seems like it's a continuation of the deal, but it's a totally different film. You know, yeah. like, I feel like this is way more serious than the, the Ghostbusters of the past, you know? No, 100%.
1: And it felt like an indie film. Like it felt like a uh,
0: Super kinda, Eight.
1: Yeah, it kind of gave
0: those vibes. It felt like Super Eight. It felt like it had almost not a horror element. But definitely not a goofy comedy element, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. But if, if, I like the tone. I like that they're taking it out of New York and doing it in this different remote location. I'm interested to see which one of the the Ghostbusters they're actually related to. Yeah, um, and it
1: gives you women. It gives you men. It gives, it gives, like, little boys, little girls. So it's a good mixture. It's not just, like, another male thing. Because I knew after the female-led Ghostbusters, if it was that people would be a little upset.
0: Uh, I mean, I like that it's the kids, too. I feel like the kids are a perfect way to reintroduce the Ghostbusters back into pop culture.
1: Yeah, and to get a new generation. And, of course, you know, Finn Wolfhard has to play whichever child you're starting a
0: new franchise with. It's either him or Jacob
1: Tremblay. They're the the only kid actors they got out there.
0: And Finn Wolfhard is only in the ones that are a little bit creepy. Exactly. I wish...
1: I, although I will say I wish Freddie uh, Freeman from uh, Shazam was kind of in this movie because he's like my favorite kid actor.
0: Yeah, he's awesome, man, and he does a really good job in it too. I he we need to see him in some more stuff. I guess he's just busy filming Shazam or
1: getting ready he to whatever. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, yeah, hopefully. shout out to
0: Ghostbusters.
1: But that's all the that's all we got on the trailer, Shuby. That's all I got
0: at least. All right. Know. Well, let's talk about our big Batman casting news. Peter Sarsgaard is headed to Gotham City. The actor is joining the Batman with filmmaker Matt Reeves sharing the photo of the actor Friday on Twitter. Sources speculate that Don't Sarsgaard read anything could else. Be, no, d- d- well, don't even read that. Oh, oh, the well, Wasserman thing? Go ahead, yeah, do the copy. Yeah, my bad, my bad. That he, I that he could be playing a, co- a corrupt cop named Wasserman or N- uh, no. False. So some people believe could be Harvey Dent or Two-Face. <laughs> and then I gave like the one little snippet that they thought, oh... Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal tweeted uh, tweeted a picture of him with like half his head shaved see my thought with all that was
1: I actually brought a different speculation than Harvey Dent and I don't think he's Harvey Dent at all Harvey Dent has to be contemporary of Robert Pattinson he has to be similar in age I don't think Peter Sarsgaard is going to be Harvey Dent at all I'm willing to bet whatever that he's not going to be Harvey Dent like I'm betting whatever now the Wasserman cop thing if he's going to be a cop that makes sense, like, making him, like, a not-named... I pr- kind of thought he would be Harvey Bullock, because Harvey Bullock has a, a role in Long Halloween, because he shaved his head. It also gave me vibes that, like, oh, he could be Calendar Man, and because Calendar Man has a big role into uh, this whole Long Halloween thing. So my predictions are either Harvey Bullock or Calendar Man, or just a, a off-brand cop named Wasserman, but I don't think he's going to be Harvey Bullock at all. But good casting shows that they're getting high-grade actors to, for this Batman, and they're continuing. So good on them. And he well, gives I'm, Peter yeah. Sarsgaard a chance to redeem himself after uh, gr- the shitty Green Lantern movie he was in.
0: Yeah, facts. Um, and um, his wife, of course, Maggie Gyllenhaal, was in the other Batman trilogy. Keep her ass and... <laughs> Yeah. yeah and, don't, don't want her I, ass back. Anyway, like I feel like with the level of Sarsgaard as an actor, it's either they didn't have enough money if... Or, if like if he's Harvey Dent, they either didn't have enough money or they're giving him the hell of a chance of a lifetime, you know. And that's and, what like he's
1: not gonna be hard. Like Harvey Dent, if you're gonna like Aaron Eckhart was almost the same age as uh C- Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Like Tommy Lee Jones was just a bad casting, but like a Harvey Dent is Brad- Batman's best friend. Peter Sarsgaard will not be Robert Pattinson's best. Like no, bro, fuck no, hell, excuse my language, no. Like he is not Harvey, and if he's Harvey Dent, I will come on this p- thing and say I was sorry. But he is not. Like I don't, bu- I don't buy that one
0: second. No, I mean I just feel like he, and that's really not a knock on him. It's just you know with the, the gravity of a character that Harvey Dent is. Like I feel like if you're, you're just not gonna, gonna get surround, Peter Sarsgaard, like if you're gonna go get Paul Dano and Colin Farrell, like to play the villains, you're gonna go get Har- like Peter going to play Harvey Dent. Like it doesn't make any sense.
1: Especially after we heard rumors of John David Washington and uh, and, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, you're not going to just drop down to Peter. And that's no disrespect to Peter Sarsgaard. It's just like, you need a name for this.
0: You know, McConaughey would be really interesting, but I don't really want to see him as Two-Face. I'd rather see him as Harvey Dent.
1: I want John David Washington. That's who I'm still still leaning behind, because, like, to me, that would be an amazing Harvey Dent.
0: Sure. I mean, I think we're all behind that.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, next up, we got Disney has hired Jordan Dunn and Michael Kavam to uh, pin the script for Aladdin offshoot centered around Prince An- Prince Anders, the, si- see- the scene stealing character played by Billy Mangusen in the live action film released earlier this year. The Hollywood Reporter that Mangusen will reprise the part in a feature which is a development for Disney Plus. This project is not a sequel to Aladdin, which also is in the planning stages at the studio. This is can I be honest? This is fucking dumb. Like this is fucking dumb. I did not give a damn about Prince. Like, Prince Anders was funny, but, like, why the fuck does he need his own movie?
0: Well, I mean, a TV show. My, I, I agree with what everyone's saying, and it is kind of messed up that the guy who played Aladdin isn't getting roles and I'm all that. I'm not even and, saying
1: it off of that. Well, like, I'm just saying, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like,
0: stupid. before I go out and s- sort of defend this movie, I don't want people coming at me about it, because, like, I do understand all of that, and I do think it's messed up, and it's dumb that, like, this would be what they choose out of that, and it does say in the story that they are still trying to develop another aladdin if they wanted to go that that route but my thing is that disney plus can make dumb movies this is what it's for they're supposed to create content the one argument that we have disney plus is they don't have any content i get that but this is not the content you choose why not like it's it's a side character given a maybe in an hour and a half movie like we're not trying to break the bank and make some kind of feature film it's a disney plus movie we're just, I consider this maybe as the equivalent of, like, a Disney Channel movie. Like oh, okay. Like, I don't think they're about to go out here and, like, put on some masterpiece. Like, I don't <laughs> think they're going to go out here and get some, like, big-time director or some shit. It's going to be like Noel, their other stupid movie that they have on there. They're okay. not trying to make I, – like, I just feel like this is just, like, a goofy comedy movie that's, like, you know, whenever you see um the YouTube or the Vine Stars movies on Netflix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to King Bash, but nah, man. Like I like King, some of his movies. Yeah, King Bash movies sound better than this shit. Let me just be honest. Like I ain't. I, that, that's the only argument I'll allow, because that that was a good argument you made. But other than that, it's like you picked this character of all the characters of all the live action stuff to give a spin off to. And I get Billy Mangum Mang- was a good in the role, but like, why do we should we care about Prince Aunt Anders unless? You making this movie will connect all of your live action princesses that are about to come up and give us
0: the Avengers of a princess type deal. Like, I'll be cool with that. That's also a very true statement because the point of Prince Anders' movie Aladdin was big. Exactly, was to show that there were more people, more kingdoms, and they were all connected. So, that is a good argument that maybe this is, you know, Prince Anders travels the kingdoms, you know, like maybe he does like a bad boy's style, like, goes and gets drunk, and the Kingdom's kind of deal, you know? Which I know they would never do, because it's Disney, but maybe he he does a more Disney-fied version of that, where he goes to to the Kingdom's trying to find his princess. Yeah,
1: that would be interesting. That's the only way I'm accepting that, but Whatever, that's all we got on that. 30 years after I, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Joe Johnson is getting back to the property that made him, that made his name as the director. Johnson's in early talks to helm a reboot of the franchise for Disney, with Josh Gad to be the lead star. The Hollywood has confirmed that Gad has been chasing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot for some time now, with his involvement being first reported by Slash Films in May after he brought the idea to Disney. If the studio green-lits the film, it's a project that will see a theatrical release rather than a Disney Plus really movie release. So, they're trying to make this a big deal. Josh Gad. Uh, see, this fits in more than penguin. I'm actually if they do this the right way, I'm actually ex- I'm, I could be excited for this.
0: Yeah, Gad is going to play an adult version of the son of way- uh, Wayne Cylinski, S- 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 the scientist from the first movie played by Rick Moranis Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, I I think this would be a really good property to take up. Um mm-hmm this going back to the point that we said here, I feel like they're going to take a, a movie that they want to take seriously to the theaters.
1: Yeah. You make a good point. Like that, that, that little part in that story helps your argument out for sure.
0: Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, something like this, that they, they want to reboot and some is something that is theater worthy. Like I, you know, my, another argument with the Disney plus stuff is like lady Tramp and Noel really haven't been getting that that rave reviews. So I mean, I don't think they want. I don't think they want to put stuff on. Or maybe that they should put something like this on Disney Plus. Honestly, but what's the market for movies in the theater? I think that bringing this back is a franchise that people could be interested in if it's done well and the trailers and the marketing's right. I think it can make money. But I I also think it could bomb real hard.
1: That too, like it just depends on how the first trailer comes out and how people respond to it.
0: I don't know if Josh Gad is a big enough name to be to to run to to run that. Like I just don't know if like he, I like. I think they would have to put together a really great movie with really great marketing because I don't think Josh Gad would bring the money,
1: would bring in the the, the viewers. That's that's arguable too. It depends on who's the rest of the cast. If you give some big names for other stuff, but this could be Josh Gad's breakout role because like people saw I like Josh him in. Gad. Me too. People saw him in Beauty and the Beast, but this is his first. Like he's the lead, so like I- I'm gonna give him a shot. But you do make a good. He's not putting butts in seats yet.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have. There's a lot to to work on with this if they want to take it to to a feature film. But I and mean, that's what I, they're I, trying to I, do. And I yeah, yeah. By this story, I feel like that's what they're trying to do, and that they're taking this seriously, which is good because I feel like this needs to be done seriously.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. But that's all I got on that, Schubert.
0: Um. So. Uh- Ellen Dakota Fanning are going to play on screen together as sisters in TriStar Pictures' adaptation of Christ- Kristen Hannah's The Nightingale. The best-selling novel tells the story of two sisters coming of age in France on the eve of World War II and their struggle to survive and resist the German occupation. It was inspired by the courageous woman of the French Resistance who helped downed al- Allied airmen escape Nazi-occupied territory and hid, hid Jewish children. Okay, I put this cool. I put this story in here because it's the first time that L and Dakota Fanning are gonna be on screen together as you know, as sisters.
1: Cool man. This is, sounds like some Oscar Bait type stuff. This will either be Oscar sure. Bait or just like one of those shitty drama movies. Like it'll it'll either go one or the other way.
0: But good for the good for the fanning sisters. This could we don't be know, something big for them. We don't know too much about it. It also could be an Amazon movie. True. So shout out to I can them. I see it, it na- being on Amazon.
1: Next up, Camila Cabello. and uh, Every time I say her name, I feel like I'm on the radio because that was definitely like my radio voice right there. I'm sorry, pod fans. Camila Cabello. How
0: many times do you have to say Camila Cabello's name? Bro, I say
1: her name at least 15 <laughs> fucking times a night. Like... And it's a night like it's from seven to midnight. Like I say her name so much. Oh my gosh, I'm like I'm sick of it. <laughs> but like Camilla Cabello and Sony have found their Prince Charming, Nicholas Gatsine, who will play Prince Robert opposite Cabello in the movie uh, musical written by writer director Kay Cannon. Look, I'm gonna be in for Cinderella. Good for Camilla. Good for uh, this guy. But I'm I, if it's not a Disney type these movies. I don't give a damn about what Sony, because Sony tried to, or Warner Brothers was gonna do a Jungle Book with Andy Circus that never worked. Like all these Disney movies that are from other studios never really work. So, no. I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of dumb that they were doing this in the first place, and they might as well have just gotten Sean Mendes. Sean I Mendes? Yes, right.
1: you might as well. But I, huh, I bet Camilla was like, "Nah, I need my own bag."
0: <laughs> no, I bet she was like, "I, I, I love this boy. He can't act."
1: Yeah, like keep him away from my set, but For sure. she she can't act either. But that, I I digress. <laughs> ne- next up, Collider is reporting that two-time Tony Award nominated actor Jonathan Grof, You may know him from um, Mine Hunter. He's the lead in Mindhunter. Hunter. He has signed on to be a main role in the under, in the Matrix 4 in an undisclosed role. He's going to be a prominent role in that. So I just want to put that in as like a little side story, but good for Jonathan Groff after Mindhunter and he looks like the type of dude that could be in Matrix 4. He just gives that vibe off.
0: Yeah, I definitely like that that addition in the Matrix 4. I feel I mean, like he's going
1: to be like a Mr. Smith type character or whatever the new like I feel like he's going to fall on that side
0: of the the fence. Well, he just, like, he just looks like one of the dudes who would be wearing sunglasses, you know? Yeah, no,
1: 100%. I'm with you on that. But that's all I got on that story.
0: All right. Well, the last story I have before we talk about the Golden Globe knobs is that Reno 911 is going to return with a new season on Kiwi. Cool. cool. So I just it. thought that was a cool thing to mention, because, but we're not really you know, pushing Kiwi too hard. We don't really yeah. know much about it.
1: When we get more information, we will let y'all know.
0: I did see that they had a job opening available that was very interesting. Though.
1: I was I was, I was
0: was browsing your website today, and they had, like, something something out there. So I'm not going to say it because I don't want everyone flocking to it. But... <laughs> Shouldn't have fucking said
1: it on the pod, D. It's probably gone already. Maybe, yeah, you know. You know. But uh, let's get to these Golden Globe noms. I left that to you because... You probably have them pulled
0: up. I do have them pulled up. So for best motion picture in a drama, it's 1917, which we haven't seen yet. The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, which you just saw, and The Two no. Popes. So, uh, I feel like this is I either going like to go... Oh, you Joker go or Irishman, right? Unless 1917 just, like, kills it, right?
1: Yeah, I was thinking Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story. Joker 1 con or whatever, the Toronto Film Festival, Irishman, Scorsese, and Marriage Story is like this drama about life. I don't want Marriage Story to win because you want me to talk about my my thoughts on Marriage Story now or when we get to the review? Well, Marriage Story to me is great acting, but the fucking, like, bro, I just didn't like the story, like, it's basically a story of a family getting divorced. And it's like so sad, so somber, and it's like I, I don't give a damn about this. Like, I don't know why me and my girlfriend watched that last night. And we turned it on, and I just kept saying, man, this is sad. But we just kept watching. Couldn't turn it off. I think it was that great acting that kept me there, and it's very well acting. I don't know if it's a good movie. I don't think it's necessarily a good movie and a good script. I just think the actors did a damn good job and over-exceeded expectations for what it is. So that's why I have them in third place for this. I got the Irishman. Probably I got the Irishman winning this, even though I don't think it should be Joker. I just think Scorsese takes it.
0: Yeah, I think you know we don't know anything about the two popes really. I don't think either one of us seen it, but you never know that no, could be it.
1: because I, uh, I would like it. to it's watch it. Netflix. I heard
0: it is. That's what I'm saying. I, oh, it is on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I've been it's oh, a Netflix movie. I've been on oh. my uh, I've been on my movie kick, and you know I've been watching a shit ton of movies, so I'm
0: gonna check that out for sure. Uh, right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that. It could be someone we're not expecting. I think it's just gonna—I don't know. I, I never trust the Golden Globes. Um, anyway, yeah, this
1: is the Oscars.
0: Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Dolomite is my name, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard it's great. Uh Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. See, I don't know why Rocket
1: Man is in this. Like, I don't know why they—they because they musical. musical and comedy. That's so stupid. But. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably winning this, right? Or, or Dola. This is a tough competition. Because I think Knives Jojo Rabbit tight. could win it. See, I feel like Dolomite's the favorite because of Eddie coming back. Jojo Rabbit is, like, second. And then I feel— or Jojo Rabbit's tied with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I feel like Knives Out to the Dark Horse. I, I don't think Rocketman is winning against these four films. I just don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fine film, and also, I think it deserves to be there, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I, not I, I, I the thing is, I haven't seen Dolomite, is my name. Like, I've seen Jojo Rabbit knives out and once upon a time in Hollywood. And to me, Jojo Rabbit should win out of that. Ooh, you like it more than once upon a time in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, it's concise. All so, right, I'm gonna
1: watch Jojo Rabbit before we have our Oscars conversation and before we have our end of the year awards. I'm gonna definitely check Jojo Rabbit and Dolomite. You're gonna have to watch Dolomite as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could watch that at any time. But, Word, you um, know. Let's um, go anyway, best, act, best, best performance and actress. An actress in a motion picture: Cynthia Ervo, Ur- Harriet, uh, Scarlett Johansson, *Marriage Story*, Saoirse Ronan, *Little Woman, Charlize Theron, *Bombshell*, or Renee Zellweger, Judy. I think I Renee Zellweger might Judy. win that.
1: That's what people are saying. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Judy. I love. I, I I'm hyped for *Bombshell*, which I'm gonna go watch as soon as it comes out. I feel like Harriet was just to throw the black lady in there, but I feel like they chose the wrong African American actress. And shout out to Robert Butler, the third RB3. Uh, he works for SEN, the Shmozno Network, and he's like, he's a director. And I follow him on Twitter, and he was talking about how he feels that uh, Lapita Nyongo for us should have been in here. And yes. I kind of agree with him because even though Us wasn't a great movie, Lapita Nyongo killed it. And if I had to pick someone just from the movies, I've seen Scarlett Joe killed it in Marriage Story, man. Like, that was probably the best movie I've ever seen her acting. in. But, like, I don't know if she's going to win it. And so, I don't know. I can't really talk on this one yet. I wish Lupita Nyong'o was cast in the here because I think she, she has a shot. But good for all these ladies. But I'm going to watch
0: Bombshell as soon as I can. Uh, let's go to the actor in motion This picture. is tough. This you was know, got- fucking tough. Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, Antonio Banderas, *Pain and Glory, and Christian Bale for Ford and Ferrari. Look, I, we talked about Ford and Ferrari where I feel like Christian Bale was
1: great, but he wasn't like—he wasn't the—he the, the, the he was like just the icing on the cake. He wasn't the cake. Whereas Adam Driver—I feel like this is between Adam Driver and Joaquin. Adam Driver's not getting nominated for The Torture Report. He's getting nominated for Marriage Story, and he carried that film. Scarlett Joe. Rose, you just said like, Scarlet Joe killed that film. She killed it, but listen, he carried it because it got Scarlet Joe to get to that level. That was the best she's ever done. But Adam Driver took it, took the baton, and just like got him over the finish. Like he was amazing. But I'm going with Joaquin on this. As great as Adam Driver was, this is Joaquin's award to lose, bro.
0: Yeah, I think it's Joaquin's award to lose in the eyes of the popular culture. But I think that he's probably out of oh. this. I think it's going to be you know Adam Driver, oh Christian Bale God. or Jonathan Price.
1: I hope it's not Christian Bale or Adam. Well, I wouldn't be mad if Adam Driver won cuz he did a damn good job, but to me it's Joaquin, bro. I don't like Joaquin's going to get that Oscar. I believe that in my heart of hearts. Let's skip over best actress with a uh, musical comedy cuz we haven't seen Shout out to Anna Day armond shout out to Kate Ben. Shout, shout out to Arthur I think
0: P- they might get that. I think it might be a beanie fine felt scene for Booksmart. Maybe. Oh, good for
1: her. Because I, I like, uh, but,
0: but Cape Lanchette's probably gonna get out. I mean, geez, uh, Cate Blanchett. best
1: actor in a comedy It's between Daniel Craig, Roman Griffin Davis, Leonardo, Taryn Edgerton, and Eddie Murphy. I hope Eddie gets it, but I mean, I don't know if Eddie's gonna get it. And then, uh, we got best director for which I, know well,
0: I mean, well, my thing with the actor is like, are we really about to give Leo this reward? I don't think, I hope not, because like. I mean, I think he did the best acting job out of all those people besides Eddie Murphy, which I hadn't seen.
1: But I thought Brad Pitt was a little better in, in that movie than him.
0: I agree with that. So, but, you know- like, I, I don't think Roman Griffin Davis probably is going to get the award. I mean, he did a really good job, but I think that movie it was more of a great group effort than an yeah. individual effort. Um, yeah, and, Daniel, got- and Daniel Craig, too. I mean, like, I feel like that was a, a very good group effort. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's
1: why I think Eddie Murphy should get it. Uh, Matt Damon got snubbed for Best Performance in an Actor in a Supporting Role. Matt Damon should have been nominated, bro. Like, if you're gonna nominate both Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, you gotta nominate Matt Damon because Matt Damon care- Like, Matt Damon was my favorite part of that film,
0: in my opinion. Like sure. he was, yeah. like he killed it. Shout out to Matt, bro. But uh, um, but with the directors, director, like, I think this is gonna be a really interesting one because you know Bong ju Ho with I heard Parasite. That's Parasite is like supposed to be the movie of the year. Yeah, I need um, to watch. we
1: both have to watch that.
0: I got, we, we got to read it. Um,
1: oh, subtitles? Look at you. We still yeah. got to watch it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh,
0: Sam Mendes for 1917. I feel, I feel like, like
1: he's at the bottom.
0: I feel like he's probably at the bottom, but you know, we still don't know that movie. Um, I don't think Tom Todd- Phillips is going to get it because it's a Martin Scorsese remake almost. Sure, and if, especially since of course, Scorsese is in the category. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, I think it's between him and Tarantino. But I don't know if this was Tarantino's greatest film. But I don't See, think I, this is Martin Scorsese's greatest film.
1: I actually think it's between Tarantino and Bong Joon, Bong. I think it's gonna be and, Bong
0: Joon-ho. Yeah, I mean,
1: which that's why I think is gonna win it because he has like, from what everything I'm hearing, he has the outright best film in like in terms of like directing. They say that dude painted a picture.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna get uh, best screenplay too.
1: Ooh, okay. Well, word. Good on the Golden Globes. We care more about the Oscars and Emmys. But uh, let me yeah, just run they're, through they're, uh, they're... some
0: television stuff real quick. I would just we can... tell everyone to go uh, check all those out because they have the the television stuff too.
1: Yeah, best TV drama: Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve, The One. Probably Uh No, that I'm talking about drama. I didn't talk about the comedy. Oh, comedy, I'm, yeah. I, I wish watch. I wish one of our, uh, some of our shows made it, but it's too early. Succession hopes to win. That's my jam. Um, comedy, TV, we got Barry Fleabag, Kaminsky Messen, Mrs. Marvel, Politician. I think it's going to be between Barry or Fleabag, like Shuby yeah. was saying. But it hey, worked. Dope. Golden Globes. We'll talk more award stuff from when we get to the winners, but we care more about Emmys and Oscars. What we got next, Shuby? Uh,
0: so, next, we are going to talk about the box office. Um, so, it was the. Mr. Rogers' biopic, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, with 5.2 million over the weekend. Queen and Slim, with 6.5 million. Ford and Fry, also with 6.5 million over the weekend. Knives Out, 14.2 million over the weekend. Frozen with 34.7 over the weekend, adding to their totals already.
1: Good for those movies. Nothing surprising. Everything seems about the right way. So
0: dope. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so let's get to the movie on the rise. Um, you can start. I- All right. uh, Well, I forgot to mention that Mrs. Maisel was coming out last Friday, and so it has. And so that's all out on Amazon for your viewing pleasures. And also on Hulu, they just released a show called Reprisal. I don't know much about the show, but it it does uh, star. Oh, man, I can't remember her name now, but she was the actress who was in um, the, the show Timeless that I really liked. Abigail Spencer is her name. Okay. And she, she's the lead actress in that. And it's the a new Netflix or not Netflix Hulu series that has a lot, all the episodes out on it. So, might be something worth checking out. Nice, nice. Is that it? Um, oh, no, yeah, I have my Christmas movie. If, if you okay. want me to do that right now, oh, too. no,
1: no, 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 I'll say mine. I got Six Underground, the Netflix Ryan uh Reynolds film. I'm not saying it's going to be a good movie, I'm just saying we should all go watch it as a bros who binge family to make fun of it next week when we talk about <laughs> it on the pod. <laughs> I- because <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> i think it's gonna be a shitty movie but there's just nothing else
0: new out because the witcher doesn't drop till the 20th so i know i was looked that up today like i, I remember um i was listening I to a podcast talking about today. it that's what i was saying like i was like man like it should be dropping like around the 10th or something huh
1: yeah yeah because no. everybody like the marketing like ramped up for it on at least on twitter so i was like is this thing about to drop but whatever all right Shuby, what's your uh christmas movie bro?
0: Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, Robert Downey Jr.
1: Okay, you're, you're still going with not necessarily true, true Christmas movies.
0: Yeah, um, and one thing I think is really interesting is if you watch the, the movies that made us on Netflix, the, the new documentary series, they do one on Die Hard, and they don't even really mention it about the Christmas movie aspect of Die Hard. Ooh, like, okay. No one really talks about it, which I think is really funny. Real okay, so you got kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying have to have you ever think. seen that movie? No, I haven't. Is it good? It's a, it's a Shane Black movie, Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, and Michelle Monaghan. It's uh, it's about it's a murder mystery.
1: Real okay, I'm gonna definitely yeah. give that a chance. Did you say Batman uh, returns last week? Uh,
0: I don't know, I don't maybe, maybe so.
1: All right, well, I'm gonna give another one besides Batman Returns, but Batman Returns that's a solid Christmas movie with uh. With Michael Keaton and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, it's the Danny DeVito. Christopher penguin. Walken is the Danny DeVito penguin movie. Um, look, I'll give you guys. I'll start my animation trend now, and I'm gonna say because it's on Disney Plus, the Muppets Christmas Carol. This Ooh, is my good. this is my favorite Christmas Carol of all. It's better than the Disney one. It's better than all the freaking other live action and all the other iterations. It's Kermit as a as uh, Bob Cratchit and you have Michael Caine as Scrooge, and then you have Fozzie Bear and all the other uh Muppets in there. Super, super dope movie, and it'll get you ready for Christmas. I always like to watch a Christmas Carol before Christmas time and Muppets Christmas Carol, now that it's on Disney Plus, that's gonna be my go-to. Cause I, I lost it when I when uh my when my mom she got rid of all our VHSs, and that was one of my VHSs that like I treasured, like the Muppets oh, yeah. Christmas Carol, and like I love that so That's the Christmas movie I'm giving y'all. Batman Returns for a non-Christmas movie, Christmas movie. But because we're inching closer, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. And I'll give you one more animated movie. Frosty Returns. Not Frosty the Snowman. No. Fuck that original one where he becomes a snowman. Fuck that shit. We're talking about Frosty Returns where it's a winter wonderland. Go check that out. So I got Frosty Returns, Batman Returns, and A Muppet's Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, I guess if... since I'll throw out another one, Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh,
1: okay, okay. See, Schubert's never gonna give you all those classic Christmas because he doesn't like Christmas. He's giving you all these, these, these out there ones. But I um, like.
0: But anyway, you know, I did, I did really pre- like the Muppets Christmas growing up. You know, it's it was fire. A, it's a fire one. And how do you feel about the the television adaptation with Guy Pierce that's about to drop? <laughs>
1: I gotta watch it, because it looks serious. Like, it looks hella serious. It looks like, hella went, serious. Like, they went gritty, gritty Christmas Carol.
0: <laughs> in a world. But
1: I'm never gonna hate on Guy Pearce, because he was in one of my favorite Christopher Nolan films. The The film that made, like, after Dark Knight and in Inception, I, I think around the time of Inception is when I became, like, a film-film fan. And, like, after that, I was like, yo, I gotta watch all of Christopher Nolan's movies. And right after that, I was like, I gotta watch Memento in, like, Memento to this day is still one of my favorite. Christopher might be. I'm not gonna rate it because we will probably rate Christopher Nolan's movies probably when Tenet comes out. But Memento's high up there for me, and Guy Pearce is in there, so I'm never gonna hate on. And Guy for Pierce.
0: and for me, my reason I don't hate on Guy Pearce is for L.A. Confidential.
1: Ooh, another good yo! That movie's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, Gosh. that's a good. That's movie. a dad
1: movie. That's a that's the quintessential
0: dad movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> But, uh, uh, but yeah, dude, yeah, that's, what do we got for our discussion this week? Uh, the first thing I wanted to do, let's do the Star Wars one first. The, I saw this on, post on Twitter. Where could you drop an F bomb in Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, or Force Awakens since you're allowed one per PG 13 rating?
1: Oh, I got mine for Revenge of the Sith. It's after uh, Obi Wan says, I got the high ground, cuts him. And when Anakin screams, I hate you, I fucking hate you! <laughs>
0: For me, like, when I think about uh, for the Force Awakens is, like, um, my one of my favorite lines in, in Force Awakens is, well, tell that to Conja Club. Tell that the fucking Conja Club.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man, and just seeing Hayden Christians, I fucking hate you! I fucking hate you, Obi-Wan! Fuck you!
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Like, <laughs>
1: He's yeah. up as a Chris. Fuck you, Obi Wan. You fucked my
0: bitch. There's got to be the one. Like that's the one good moment to put to drop that F bomb, or maybe like <laughs> he says it like up near the the ship or whatever. I don't know, but like or, he's definitely got to like, drop an F bomb to Obi Wan.
1: Or like when uh they kill Mace Windu and he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I can't say that on air. <laughs> that's a, that's Or didn't... no, that
0: that's that's actually a really perfect. <laughs> n- not what you're thinking, but like that. Um, <laughs> Same, same. The Samuel option is like a really perfect thing to say because, like, what if uh, Samuel dropped a motherfucker in there? Like, yeah. you motherfucker, and it is falls it? out the window.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I, but you know where I was. I was going a little more, a little more messed up with it. But I'm not gonna say that on air. Ask me on Twitter. I might tell you.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, the other w- use of the f word could have been slipped into last Jedi. Kylo could have been like, "Yo, girl." What what you want to do, but that's definitely <laughs> I would probably throw it in there with um I like our first two options. Kylo well no, I'm saying like when Kylo Ren is facing off against Luke or whatever, probably oh, throwing oh, oh. F-bomb or like whenever he's throwing fuck, his tantrums. Fuck yeah, fuck you, Uncle. Fuck you, Snoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck you, Snoke.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. So let's get to our second one. We got so we're gonna start our best of the decade. We're gonna start doing nominees and leading up to the end of the year when we do our end-of-the-year awards and giving you our best films of the decade. So we're going to lead you up to it. A lot of lead-ups that we're building, but we're going to start naming, like, a couple films and a couple TV series and a couple actors and actresses that we want to nominate. So
0: Yeah. I, well, the crazy thing for me is, like, I did today, I did my five favorite in each decade because I'm trying to narrow them down, so I'm just going to, like, pick and choose from these giant lists. All
1: right, right, we'll give a don't give give two TV series and two films that you're gonna nominate
0: all right well um two TV series that I'm going to nominate is uh, I'm gonna go with two Donald Glover series Ooh. one being Atlanta and another being community okay cool
1: cool I, I I like Atlanta um Atlanta I think needs another season but to say what it what the first two seasons did uh what, was um, in the 2010s was amazing so
0: sure and i and for my thing with community is there's another thing that we'll probably end up putting on our decade list another show that kind of spawned dan harbin you know so i mean this was what started dan harbin and this was what really kind of started donald glover in a sense this yeah, was to- you know his, his first big tv role um i you know i think this movie or not movie but tv show was a uh, pretty pretty big out of the comedies but there's definitely a lot out there so i'm just you know wanted to name some and that kind of goes into one thing i want to say for my actors is i definitely want to nominate donald glover for um, actor of the decade all
1: right well i want you to we're going to argue that on more on the show but i like that that's a bold pick that's a hot take
0: yeah i mean of course like he's not my only person on there but that's but just like, someone
1: you nominate.
0: That's like if I had a, you know, to put a top 20 or top 10 together for actors of the decade, I, w- I would think Donald Glover would be on that list.
1: Okay, well I got a show, I got two shows. One's a comedy and one is a uh, a, a serious show. Breaking Bad started in 2008, but it finished in 2013. Most of the memorable seasons were in this decade. I'm putting Breaking Bad as one of the best shows of this decade, and I can say that now because I'm currently watching it, and I'm almost done. Amazing fucking show. That has to be one of the best shows of the decade, and in my opinion... It, along with a couple others that we will talk about when we get to our decade spawned this golden era of television. Without Breaking Bad, we would not have Watchmen. We would not have some of these shows that we have. So you have to give credit to Vince Gilligan, uh, Brian Cranston, and the rest of the Breaking Bad team. A comedy that I have, I'm not going to say it's always sunny because we both know that me and Schubert are going to be arguing for that later it, down the it line. It just spans so I, long. Yeah, it does. And I, we will argue for that one in a little bit. But I will say Parks and Recreation. To me, what Parks and Recreation did before I liked the office, it took the office style, but kind of elevated it. You get characters that are now mainstays in people's houses, like chris Pratt aubrey Plaza uh this is um what's my girl's name? This is uh Leslie Nope coming out of Tina's face shadow like this is yeah her. Amy
0: Poehler. this is Amy um, Poehler like coming Nick out Offerman. of the team.
1: yeah. You get the character of Rob Ron Swanson sticking into this cultural zeitgeist. Like, you get Aziz Ansari. That's another character that, that spawns from this. That's Adam people, Scott. People, like, Adam Scott. Like, this show just has creators and people in it that have spanned the decade and are arguably some of the best in the decade. And without this show... You do not get the Aziz and you don't get the Chris Pratt, you don't get the Aubrey Plazas. Like this show, Rashida did a lot. Jones, too. Rashida Jones, and then you get the reinvigoration of uh, my boy, um, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm looking, I'm trying to find him, but you get the reinvigoration of this character. For, oh, Rob Lowe, like you said, she yeah, was, so it, it's a lot of good people in this, <laughs> show. oh, and, and Donna, uh, or uh, Re- 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 what's her name? Retta, uh, her name is just Retta. Uh, the
0: comedian. Yeah, and she's Shredder. in you know the good girls now. Exactly. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, um, but like my thing with Parks and Rec too is that you know when you think about it, there's some things that that carry over from the last decade, and it's one of those that carries over. But it's only one season, and you can argue that like it really kind of ramps up once it gets to the second season. Exactly. You get more with Andy and. And April and um and then we introduce Chris and um and Adam Scott's character, I can't remember his name right Everything now. Everything
1: that we love comes from the decade. Like this decade. So like sure. I, I, I don't care if they carry over. I, I as long as they finish in this decade and majority of the stuff was in this decade, I count it from this decade. So give um, us and- give us two movies.
0: Okay, well the the other thing I want to say is one of my actresses for of the decade that I want to nominate is uh, Regina King.
1: Ooh, nice. Nice. That out there. Nice. Okay, well I'll do uh, my actors and act Let me do let me do my my two. I'll nominate Amy Adams for best of the decade for actresses and I'll nominate Ryan Gosling for best of the actors of this decade.
0: Very solid. You know, and Ryan Gosling spans throughout the entire decade too from you know, he had Drive in 2011. Yeah. To doing La La Land. La La
1: Land. Yep.
0: To you like know, a bunch of did indie did
1: films with uh Netflix. Crazy Stupid Love as well. Yep. So shout out to um, Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams spawned the decade from. She had all the superhero stuff with Lois Lane, but that's not even what you should remember her for Arrival. Arrival. American Hustle. Uh, freaking, and her TV shows like Amy Adams killed it this decade.
0: Yeah, and so going into the movies. Uh, I guess it would be a cop out, but I think we both are, we could probably have a rival listed as one of our favorites. Is that safe to assume? Yeah. Uh, with the decade, so I'll choose some different ones. Um, I'm gonna go with Rush. Ooh, nice. It came nice. out in 2013. Um, Chris Hemsworth and uh, what's his name, Daniel uh, Bruhl.
1: Yeah, Daniel Bruhl.
0: Yeah, he's uh, a. That, that that was a really solid movie. And um, one that's kind of topping a lot of people's charts and it also tops mine is uh, Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Ooh, nice, nice. I'm writing all this down. You can talk about it. I'm just writing this yeah, down. Yeah, you
0: know, Mad Max Fury Road was one, I would say, a perfect theater film. It was something that had, to, it was an event that had to be seen in theaters. Um, it gave, it had really great um, acting jobs by Tom Hardy in a way where he he just seems to have a, a way of acting without words did it very well in this movie charlise Therone, um played a really essential character and it was a character that didn't have to rely on her looks which is you know something that's always uh good to see i mean she was bald she had the stuff with there is sometimes even in the beginning it was hard to remember that that was charlise Therone, but she did an incredible job in that movie um man like the action sequences were just So great but it also the story all tied up together and it all seemed like it made sense it came together with a perfect beginning middle and end which I think the good movie does and it didn't seem excessively long everything seemed to to mean something in the space and then when it comes and then when it comes to Rush I think it was just a really amazing true story that no one really would ever think about Um, and it's I haven't really got to compare it to Ford and Ferrari but I think that you know it gives a really in depth into the racing um, probably one of Chris Hemsworth's best dramatic performances.
1: It, his uh, best. No, don't even say probably. His best.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent his best. <laughs> his I mean, it was best. it was fantastic. This movie kind of goes into the wayside, and a lot of people forget about it, especially since it was six years ago. But yep. it's it's a movie that you need to go revisit.
1: All right, I, I got two. One's gonna be something that's like, oh, Lennon, you're nominating that, and the other one w- is with my actor. I'm nominating Grand Budapest Hotel. That came out in uh, twenty fourteen. It's it's Ralph Fiennes, and it is. Let me give you the. It's a Wes
0: Anderson name. film.
1: Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. It we see for the first time. We see uh Tony Riv uh, Tony Rivar Revol- uh gosh I can't pronounce his last name Tony Rivoli or what uh the guy who is uh Flash Thompson in uh in Spider Man so. Flash Thompson's in, Ralph Fine's in there, you get Tilda Swinton, you get Adrian Brody, you get Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Harvey Keitel, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Circe Ronan. Like, this cast is phenomenal, and it's such, such a good movie. It's a comedy, and shout out to Wes Anderson, because he is one of the best directors of this decade. But yeah, we're, will, not, we're not talking about that right now.
0: I, I will mention, like, with these lists that we're formulating, these are our own opinions and based on movies that we've actually seen. Like, I'm not gonna sh- come out here and tell you that Grand Budapest Hotel was the best movie maybe the decade when I haven't even seen it so oh yeah no like I've seen that's I've just seen where it I'm, twice. I know I know you've seen it I'm just saying like I'm pointing that out like why am I gonna like say uh shoot what's a good example' of one that I haven't seen spotlight oh, to say, or... Just wait, just wait
1: I'm gonna say the one you, I'm, I'm gonna say one you haven't seen yet and, and we've
0: talked about you besides watching. the one you already said
1: <laughs> uh, yeah but spotlight's amazing we we'll, uh, that'll probably be on my list later down the line but drive Ryan Gosling Man. oh
0: yeah I'm gonna see that shortly
1: what this, film? it's a 2011 film, what this film does with Ryan Johnson, I mean, Ryan Gosling as this getaway driver for these criminals, he's cold, you see uh, a great performance by Carey Mulligan, there's very little talking, the soundtrack in this film kind of, kind of commands the film and kind of sets the tone and shows you where we're going, but what this piece does, it's not top three, it's not top five, but it deserves to be, at least nominated for our, our top ten films of the decade because it's one of the best. I, Directed yeah. by Nicholas Winding Refn, like this is this is a movie that I don't think it's gonna make it in the top five, but I definitely or maybe it might not make it in the top ten, but I definitely feel like it just needs to would, be nominated. Would you say it sets a tone for
0: Gosling for the rest of the decade?
1: At least for me, it did, and I think it he, did for like some of his uh for some of his casting choices because it showed that. He he's not only a talking actor, but he can do the face acting just as well. And it shows. Whereas Michael B. Jordan's just a face actor, it shows Ryan Gosling commands presence with this. Like which was, without this, is important film, for him to be the cast nice in the
0: Blade guys. Runner 2049.
1: Exactly. Without this film, he doesn't get Blade Runner 2049. Without this film, I don't think he gets the nice guys. Which I swear to God, that movie's getting nominated in a couple weeks by me. Like it's another Gosling film. Like I, you, you, I don't realize, and I know I, I said Gosling, but you don't realize how many good films he had this decade. Yeah, and, it, and you're right. It drives sets the tone.
0: Um, let's let's do one more, just because I know that it, it's we're fun to do, and we do have short weeks, and I want to get to at least uh, twelve. Okay. Um, another one that I have to put on here. I feel like I have to put in a Star Wars one just because of me. And I would say the best Star Wars movie of the decade was Rogue One.
1: Ooh, I, I hey, I ain't hating on that because you know how I feel about Rogue One. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, I think Rogue One um, was the best. Uh, Felicity Jones kills it. Um, you know, we see Forrest Whitaker come in and play a great character that was based off of a character on a on a kids television show. Fantastic. Uh, the the connectivity that they did for Rogue One is very underrated and undermentioned. They put in a lot of things that were really true to the lore. And to Um, say that they
1: had all those problems for that film to turn out like it did. Sure.
0: Yeah, and I I think it ended up um, really kind of preserving the idea that we can do outside Star Wars stories. I'm with you. It really set the tone for that. I don't think we have Mandalorian without Rogue One.
1: Nope, you're absolutely right. And for you to nominate a Star Wars film, I'm going to nominate something in that vein. I'm going to nominate a comic book film. And I know people are going to be like, wait, what comic book films? living in? Dark Knight didn't come out in this. Sh- uh, no, 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 friends. And I'm damn sure not nominating Dark Knight Rises. That movie's fucking... I have yeah, I didn't,
0: I didn't put it on mine either. No,
1: but I will say, Logan deserves to be nominated. Oh,
0: that's a good one.
1: Arguably the best Marvel movie of all time. Like, what... This is Hugh Jackman's swan song. This... Film What it does with Hugh Jackman to see Logan come from what he was in the first X-Men film and to get him in this film and care so much about him, to care so much about Patrick Stewart, to care about Daphne Keene, who this is her start and you don't even really know her. But to see Logan go through all of this with villains that we don't necessarily it's not it doesn't matter about them. It's the journey of watching this man that we've known for damn near 10 years before slowly with die with on the film seeing
0: Patrick Stewart too you know.
1: to see these men that we've known slowly die on the camera it's agonizing it's, it's sad but then when they find peace it's reassuring it, it, it's, we, it, it gives me kind of this we're all gonna die but it's about what you do while you're alive and how you handle your life before you die that's kind of the message I get from Logan it's like even though you're gonna die don't just sit in your pity party and, and, and wallow in it no even if you mess up, you can redeem yourself and you can still find that inner peace before you do die. And Logan is such a good film. Shout out to James Mangle. This film has to be nominated.
0: Yeah, I agree I agree with that. Logan I think was it really hit a hit brick wall when it got to the Oscars because it was in such a great year. Um yeah, that it I think got, it got, was... it got... So, like, I feel like that's a movie that really deserves to be recognized in the decade, especially a decade filled with comic book movies. This is one that kind of rose above the genre.
1: Yep. No, I agree with you. So, word. Let's get to our reviews. I'm going to be honest, Shuby, and I'm glad you have Harley question mark. We're going re- to have to review Harley Quinn next week because I didn't get a chance to watch it.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I just didn't know if that was something that we wanted to review on a week-to-week basis anyway because it's not really something that has, like, a, a thorough plot line. It's kind of like it does have a thorough plot line in a sense, but it is kind of one-offs, yeah, true, so but let's but it, uh, let's
1: talk Mandalorian
0: yeah, let's talk Mandalorian, man you uh you were really high on this episode,
1: yeah, man, this is my this is my favorite episode of the the series, and I know people are gonna be like, what? this is a filler. No, this show with this episode was it was cowboy bebop it was it was Trigon, like I loved it from the fact that, okay he meets this rookie bounty hunter there's there's an episode just a cowboy bebop just like this and he meets this guy who is Dumb version of Han Solo. He's Han Solo, if he's dumb and an asshole and just not the Han Solo we love. I love his aesthetic from the hoop earring to, like, the goggles to, like, the drifter look. And it's like, okay, we have to go take out this bounty so I can make money so I can pay for my ship repairs. And and this young, brash kid's trying to join the guild. He doesn't know about the Mandalorian's problems. But he's like, yeah, I could kill him. And Mando's like, bro, you can't kill this assassin. She's, like, super strong. He's like, I'll give you all the money. I just want the 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 kill for it. So they go take they go on their speeder bikes and they're going towards the lady, which I love the scene seeing them on the speeder bikes. It just gave me prequel vibes of when Anakin was flying across Tatooine on his speeder bike. And speaking of Tatooine, we're on Tatooine, the first mention of a planet like what the
0: fuck? Yeah, and they also go back and well it's not the first mention of a planet because they do mention that they were on um Sorgan. When they oh, okay. were for the sanctuary, but they also went back and told us what the planet was that he shot his way out of with the Mandalorians in Episode Three. Um, that was what she. That was what she was telling him when she was like, uh, when when he was like, um, I haven't seen a Mandalorian in a very long time. Do you know of the the what happened on uh, whatever the oh, planet yeah. she was? Oh yeah, Navarro and then,
1: or something like that. Yeah. No, yeah,
0: pretty much. And so like that was. That was the planet that they were on. So that was the first kind of mentions. And we also realized that that planet we were on earlier wasn't Tatooine.
1: Mm, yep. And, and the reason That's why kind of the Mandalorian can be on Tatooine is because there's a no bounty hunter presence because of after Luke and them. It's only did Yeah. Well, and, and after all of Luke and, and the, the events of uh, Latin, Return of the Jedi and the New Hope and all that, they got the bounty hunters out of there. Didn't Return of the Jedi take place on Tatooine with Job and all that?
0: Uh, the, yeah, at the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So after that, like they got the bounty hunters out of there. Like they, they. No, nah, I mean it. that
0: was more than that. I, there's, there's more to that, but you're, you're on the right track. All right, all right.
1: Well, you're just trying to connect the dots. But so they go get this assassin and the cool way. Well, how they got to throw the flares in the air. The Mandalorian's such a smart dude, and it just shows how strong his best
0: guard is. Well, he's taking the shots. It's so cool because you know this is almost like. And I was thinking about this when I was watching it on the rewatch today is that he's very much the sort of the James Bond of Star Wars at this point with all of his gadgets you know he's pretty much he's got he's all batman. sorts of di- yeah or batman that's a good example too uh, so like i really like the dynamic in his character that he kind of has a way to fix any situation yep so
1: they capture the lady after a cool fight the mandalorian kind of uses the dude as a decoy and he, he's just a shitty bounty hunter man he's just but he's funny and i and i enjoyed his character where some people on twitter didn't really like yeah. him because He's dumb Han Solo to me.
0: Yeah, I think Jake Conneval did a very great job, and you can tell where he grabs influences. He got it from Alden Ehrenreich. He got it from Harrison Ford. He, he, got, he got it from, you know, even in, in a sense, Riz Ahmed, um, yeah. some of the characters from Rogue One. Like, he really felt like th- a film character. Which which I really appreciated. Like he, he, I really bought and sold his character to a T, and even the humor. I thought the humor was great. Even he you know we have to mention Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris' comedy was great.
1: Yeah, and I, some people thought she was campy. I actually, I, I it, it gave some me of her like lines were a little bit goofy. They were, but it gave me Rebels and, and Clone Wars vibes. Like, it worked for me. It just it didn't, whereas uh, Geraldo, or whatever the dude in the episode one, hit, the Horatio, little blue dude, yeah. Horatio, said, his comedy didn't work for me, but this worked. No. So, yeah, I thought
0: Amy Sedaris was funny. I, I think but, she did a good job, and I like that. It, it was one of those things where, like, you know, people who know me would be like, well, where was the Felony moment, Adam, where, you know, he took us out of this, the deal? I think that maybe it was... Him w- with Amy Sedaris, but I think Amy Sedaris did such a good job, um, you know, giving us some, giving us a little bit of c- background commentary comedy that really kind of made it work for the whole episode.
1: Got to give Felony's props because this episode was way better than the first. Like, he, it shows like he's grown.
0: I love the Tuscan Ra- Ra- Raider thing too.
1: Yep, and how they had to communicate, like, and then so they they do the 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 assassin, like, so. Mando's ships messed up. They capture the assassin or speeder Which was,
0: which we should go back and talk about that for real quick too, because the the space battle from the jump, very well shot, really interesting. Oh yeah, interesting. badass. Um, yeah, I badass. Like the lines
1: like, of like, I'll bring you in hardcore, and then he's like, Nah, bro, that's my line. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> like, badass, bro. Mando's my guy. Like, but so they go, they they with the assassin lady. They uh, Mando has to go get a one of those A back. Yeah, do back to ride so he could. Bring the the bounty back to the, the base or whatever. The lady ends up getting under homeboy skin and is like, Yo, uh, why don't you turn him in? You could be a legend. He's like, I'm not about the money. He's, she's like, No, what about the fame and the legend? Like, why don't we do this together? And he but then it shows me that this dude's a little smarter than he let on because he ends up killing the woman anyway. And it's yes. like like, yeah, bitch, I'll do it, but I'm not I don't need you. Like, I'll do it on my own. And so Mandel comes back, sees the lady's dead, and he's like, fuck, he knows. He goes back to the ship. Uh Homeboy has Amy Sedaris and in, in, uh, little Baby Yoda under. thing. He's like, yo, Mando, you gotta come with me or I'm gonna kill these peeps. Mando d- brings out one of those gadgets, a flare, takes out old boy, easy, and then saves Baby Yoda and Amy Sedaris. He fixes his ship, gets up out of there, and at the end thing, we see somebody trying to grab the little, the assassin lady, like, who is this, this mysterious figure? I predict it's either Bill Burr, or uh John Carlo Esposito because they were hiring her to kill the Mandalorian. That's why she knew so much about him. And now that now that she's dead, they're gonna they're gonna like really go get his ass now.
0: You know what Star Wars Twitter wants it to be? Who? Boba Fett. Boba Fett.
1: It's not Boba. Like why why do y'all why do Star Wars fans do that to themselves? Like they 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 think well, because
0: because we have had stories told that we've read that have said that Boba Fett survived. And that he's around. Why so, would like, he be- We know that he survived. We know he did.
1: Well, he did, but why would he be in season one? That's a season two villain, bro. Like we gotta deal with Baby Yoda. Like well, both. Who come says? Who one. says
0: that this isn't him? Like getting her, and that we never see her for the rest of the season. Then she comes back oh, next season. That's possible.
1: That I mean, hey, I'd, I'd be down for that. But I'm really, ba- I'm thinking that's John Carlos Basito or Bill Burr.
0: I feel like John Carlos Basito just isn't on that planet, right? now.
1: Oh, that's possible, too. We just got to see, man. But did you like this episode? Because I really liked it.
0: I wasn't as high on it as you, um, but I really did like it. It really felt like, again, we're in Star Wars. And that's really the thing is for me. Like, I don't care if it's moving along the plot line as much as people would like. My argument to that was this is supposed to be a long television show. This is not supposed to be a one season thing like Watchmen. Watchmen is supposed to give us a a lot of things real fast.
1: It didn't feel like filler to me, like, or maybe that's because I watch so much anime that, like, I know what an anime filler, like, you know what I mean? We know what filler is. That didn't feel like fill. It felt just like another vignette of the story, like, we're just
0: watching, like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, exactly, because it starts off with him being chased down by bounty hunters. We know that he's getting chased down by bounty hunters, and things are going to happen like this. And this is just, you know, a story that kind of pushes that along. Yep and you know and now we've learned we you know we may have learned something new with the connection of that assassin Fennec. you know we may yep. learn something new now um with the about guild. who the people who are chasing him in the guild and stuff like that so you know there's things that could happen based off of this and the thing and they is might like kill i'm not Amy ex- Sedaris's ass cuz she knows I'm- too much now I'm not expecting to get everything explained about Baby Yoda by the end of the season, man. Like the show's no. supposed to go on for multiple seasons.
1: They're they're filming season two right now. Like I like it's eight episodes. Like we're not we're not gonna learn everything that we want to know by episode eight. We may we'll not know. see
0: his face at the end of the season.
1: May not. And I I, I believe it too. You know, like yeah, because that's something that they're gonna build to. You know, sure. So I'm excited for the new Mandalorian this Friday, but let's get to let's get to the shits, bro. Episode eight of Watchmen: A God walks into the bar. The whole episode, I, I was like, "Are they gonna show us Doctor Manhattan?" Like, I was just, I was just, I was just waiting. I was like, "No, actually, they, they it's,
0: not gonna show us? It's a God walks into a bar.
1: Oh, they uh, oh yeah, because fucking autocorrect on on age H- Like, why did HBO do that? Jeez. Uh, what do you mean? Like, because on my Amazon, it's a God walks into a space bar, but when you oh, look under, it, it's a God walks into a bar. So like, they autocorrected it, but dope. Yo, Schubert, all of our questions get answered in this episode.
0: My, my big thing about this episode, I'll go ahead and say first, because it's hard to diagnose this episode because we're seeing the world exactly as Dr. Manhattan sees the world. In yeah. bits and fragments, everything's happening at once, everything's happening simultaneously. It's crazy. It's a lot. But it's really, really for, interesting. You get, you get all answers, your
1: answers, yeah. For uh, where Adrian Vite is. We get who those Crookshanks and... Uh, and the butler are there. There's some people that John met as a kid. and the gamekeeper to too. Yeah, and the gamekeeper game. The gamekeeper's Adam. Lo and behold, he's the first. He's the, he's first, the first man. One, yeah. yeah, of the thing. We find out why uh, Doctor Manhattan looks like Calvin Abar or is Calvin Abar because they took his body. They took Doctor Manhattan took his skin so he she could look more comfortable for Angela instead of being uh, blue the whole time. We figure out that Angela set in motion the situation. Oh, well, no, let me even get before that. We found out that Adrian puts the plan A for the original ending The Watchman was for him to erase the memories of Dr. Manhattan and him not know he's him by putting this thing in his head. That's what Angela does. So after they have their big fight, he forgets all of his memories and only can use Dr. Manhattan powers in life or death situations. And that's why they have the years of peace because he doesn't know who he is and they don't have to deal with him always looking through time and whatnot and messing up their relationship. Also, that's why on the White Night he was able to save Angela and not know anything because he doesn't remember his powers. Also, we figure out that Adrian was sent to uh, Europa, which is the planet, which is Jupiter's moon. We find out where the the place is because um, he asked Dr. Manhattan to be there. I don't know why he's a prisoner. I don't know if Dr. Manhattan said for him to be a prisoner or not, but that's why he's there. We also one question learned... I
0: have is like, how did they figure out that I was Doctor Manhattan? Who? The cavalry, Lady True. Oh, um, I think Lady True figured it out because of his partnership with uh with with uh, Will Reeves, of course. With I Will guess Reeves? See, obviously, that's obviously how she found out. But like, how did they... the cavalry find? Because I think the cavalry found out because of the White Knight.
1: Pro- yeah, no, one hundred percent. That makes a lot of sense because once they saw him kill, and then like they but didn't you know think, who... why would
0: they? Why wouldn't they? You know, act on that sooner,
1: you know. Maybe because the Ray they had to build the tachyon Ray to defend to defeat him, they didn't know they didn't have the capabilities to do it at that point yet. Probably some. That's what I think. but then when you when Will Reeves talks to Dr. Manhattan before he goes gets the stuff in his head, he sets off emotion about Judd Crawford because it's a time loop paradox thing that Angela told her grandfather about Judd Crawford, which in turns makes him kill her in, in the whole question of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Beautiful, bro. Like, I'm so happy we got this episode because not only does it explain all of the Doctor Manhattan stuff, but it's just as much an Ozymandias episode as it is Doctor Manhattan.
0: That's true. I mean, we got a lot of Ozy- Ozymandias. Because we've been here. asking for the Ozymandias stuff. And as I teased at the beginning of the show, what I think was the biggest wow moment of this episode was was actually at the very end, in the end credits. Oh, when he finds Ozymandias, where he it. finds. The horseshoe and it's you know, uh, I was like, oh geez, and, you know, now he's trying to try and get out. Like, what is his whole role going to be in all of this at the end he's, of this? Because Lady Truth's dad, man, that's Lady Truth's well, dad. I know that, but I mean, like, is he gonna is he gonna get back to Earth? Like, what?
1: I don't know how. Shit. That's what I'm. That's where he's I'm. On so Jupiter's curious Jupiter's like
0: this moon. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And Doctor Manhattan's. Oh, loves seeing love seeing Doctor Manhattan like fight and just like. It just shows you how strong he is at the end when they're fighting the Calvary people, and he's just destroying them, putting his hands out, stopping the bullets and everything. And then I remember watching it, and, and I was watching with my with my friend Henry, and he was like, oh, they saved everything. I was like, nah, Henry, look where he's standing. He's standing in front of the fucking rig, Like, he's about to just let himself die or get kidnapped. So he gets kidnapped, and this is the... Because he told Angel when we first met him, after 10 years, you will experience tragedy. But he doesn't say what happens after that tragedy. So this is the tragedy where he gets kidnapped captured by the on rays and they're going to try to kill him to take his power which he explained that essentially he could pass his power on to someone else so and that's what they're trying to do with the senator i just don't know how they're gonna, like I, I i don't know if he's going to live after this that's the interesting question
0: yeah i think there's gonna be a new dr manhattan that's, that's, my, what I'm that's my assumption I'm i with don't you know on if he's going
1: to be the senator
0: i, I think, think it could
1: he could be their son
0: oh oh yeah it could be
1: Thinking it's their son. Why? Why has he been getting so much screen time? Why is it like they focused a lot on him? I know he's the kid of Angela, but like I feel like he has a
0: bigger role to all of this. And if his scenes with Cal. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, you're right.
1: That's what I'm, I'm. That's my theory. My my two biggest predictions is the the oldest son of Angela and Cal become the new Doctor Manhattan, and then Lady True's uh, Ozymandias' daughter. Uh, also, I want to know how. But see, also you got to think that Doctor Manhattan had this plan because he wanted to partner with Will Reeves to prov- to help Angela when the tragedy came. So he must know that something everything's gonna be okay, but it's just maybe not with him. So I want to see how what's Lady True and uh, Will Reeves' plan to save all of this.
0: Yeah, you know this episode was like since we were seeing it the way Doctor Manhattan sees the world, which is you know why I appreciated it so much. But it was also hard. Because we were jumping a lot. And, you know, I it's hard. I dug that. I I, did, did did, no, I'm saying I dug it. I dug it. But it's just really hard for me to talk about it and recount it now.
1: Because oh, I'm yeah. just thinking
0: about it. It's like, oh, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's the major
1: stuff. But my main thing with this episode, where we were talking about earlier, it didn't necessarily give us that wow moment. I know you, with Amanda said at the end, yeah, that was a But you know what I mean, where it's like. But a lot of people miss that. Yeah, they did, but where you remember how last episode we found out? Oh, Cal's Doctor Manhattan, or the episode before we? There's just a something that we found where this was just the question answers, where it answered like seventy five percent. We still have twenty five percent to answer in the finale.
0: Sure, I mean there's still questions to be answered, and and, you know the thing that I'm the most excited for for the finale is we're gonna find out what's been going on with some of these people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, like like Looking Glass, you know, uh, the FBI agent. Oh yeah, Lori Blake. Lori Blake. uh, Looking Glass. What's well? What? Yeah. What's how's it? How's it all going in that building right now? Pretty much, and I feel like Looking Glass is somewhere on the outside trying to trying to save. I think that he's gonna have a big part in saving the
1: day. I really do. Me too. too. I'm with you. I'm. I'm also. I'm also really interested to see because this episode will tell us if we're getting to season two or not.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, at least I'm. I'm not gonna say they're gonna leave a cliffhanger, but it'll. I don't think Linda Law is. If he's gonna close it, he's. We're gonna know it's closed by the end of this episode. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but like, I mean, like you know, that's the thing. They're only saying season finale, and I'm like, well, does that mean like you guys definitely want to do series? another thing? Yeah, true. You're right. But, like I don't know. no, no one's been saying. Okay, oh, right, well, this is the, the finale of the limited finale. series, and I'm yeah, like,
1: and they and they're not calling it a limited series either.
0: So that's what I'm saying. Like I just don't know, and I know, but I know for a fact what happens with Dr. Manhattan is going to get, is going to happen. And if there's 25% left, we'll at least get 20%. Yeah. Like maybe there's the slightest, slightest little, like something left un untold that would set up the next thing.
1: I'm cool. Whatever, bro. Cause like, this has been the best show of the year so far, in my opinion. Like I love every moment of this show. They haven't had a bad episode yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, it's, it's, it's going to really be hard, hard
1: when we do our, our end of the year awards with between when Watchmen and with the, the decades boys too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, for For me, like I'm thinking off the top of my head for 2019, you know, the boys, like you said, Watchmen, and then, uh, you know, I feel like since how for how much we talk about Titans, Titans had a good season It just fizzled, fizzled yeah. out the and, end.
1: Well, yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other shows that we watch best. I'm trying, let me look up TV shows of 2019.
0: Um, well, for me, Sex Education, and it's about to come back in January, which I'm really excited about.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good show. Uh, I'm not saying Game of Thrones. Fuck that show. No. Um, the Good Place.
0: The Good Place, yeah. It wrapped That's up this show. year.
1: Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Hunter came back. I need to watch
0: that before I say anything. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. It's been out for a while, too. I don't know why we haven't watched it. Actually, no, I have watched like the first episode. I just need to get back into it.
1: Yeah, so we got to watch that. Um, Some animes might make it in for best show of the year, though.
0: I mean, My heroes is one killin'. of my favorite shows right now. So. Like so, My Hero. I mean, oh, go, oh, I'm going to say uh,
1: Righteous Gemstones for me from HBO. That was a great show this year.
0: Righteous Gemstones, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Barry, I guess, is another one you got to throw in. As, Succession, as
1: well. I've been Succession. watching Succession. That was a good show this year. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait till we do the end of the year awards cause, but I'm pretty sure Watchmen's gonna win because nothing is nothing's beating that unless it's the boys, like, you know. So we, we, get, yeah. we gotta talk about it.
0: Great, great episode. That, this was the question.
1: Know, answer. But that's it, man. That's all we got. Yeah, but
0: that that's everything with uh, what we. That we have for this week. I mean, that's it's really weird. We only had two things to review. Yeah, but we had a lot we of. Usually news. had a lot more. Um, I know. I've, I've talked to my boy Ian. He's been much in his Dark Materials. I finally got to talk to about it with someone, so I think he's going to have something for the fans w- in relation to his Dark Materials. Ian, so I'm putting the pressure ever, so on him now. People-
1: for people who hear this and want to know, who's this Ian guy we're talking about? Ian's probably one of the network's new writers, and he's going to write a bunch of reviews and stuff for the network on the uh, website and for the blog. Because 2020, we're expanding, the uh, making the website more of a hub with more articles and more content. So Ian's going to be one of those writers pushing that. So
0: get on sure. his ass, fans. Definitely. So... Look out for that! I'm excited to have some historic materials content out there because they just had the fifth episode last it week, and good. this is because the sixth episode. Yeah, it completely changed the dynamic of the series. Like I, he's, he had gone up to the episode four, and I'm like, okay, so everything you know up to now is pretty concise, right? And he's like, yeah. Well, the whole the whole thing just opens up in in the in the fifth episode. Like it's just like you you, you don't know what your what the show is anymore.
1: Real? I gotta check that out, but Word. in a good
0: way. All right, cool,
1: cool, cool. I'm ready to read his review. But, uh, Shuby, I'll tell the people they can uh, find me and, and get all that stuff. You sure. guys can find me at linbw on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. When you're listening to this, if you're an anime fan, the newest episode of Hashtag Anime Talk will be out by the time you guys are hearing this episode 41. There's a new episode of Prime Time Out, and on Thursday, the new episode of the Bros Who Think podcast will be out. A lot of good content on the network this week. Be sure to check out the Anime Talk episode if you're a fan, because like Schubert said, we're reviewing My Hero, and it's one of the best shows on TV right now. Check that out. But other than that, that's all I got, really, this week, ladies and
0: gents. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashibert14. Um, you can listen to both Melinda and I on the radio at our respective radio stations. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, so keep up with us on social media. We're going to try and get some, some more content out to you. Uh, um and also uh start sending us some of your favorite films the decade that we might need to consider for our list.
1: And we'll watch because like like I told Schubert the other day, I, I I just watched Sicario, I just watched Road to Perdition. I, I've been watching a lot of films from this decade and decade Yeah, and past. I'm
0: I'm planning on watching Drive this week. Word
1: up. Yeah. So that's what we, that's so. what we doing out here in these streets.
0: Yeah, so Definitely send us some some ideas. But that wraps up everything for episode sixty eight. For Adam Schubert, for Linden Burton, I'm Adam Schubert, and I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep